It's Wednesday, April 12th, and this is Good Will Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Good Will Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today. We are continuing our journey through the book of Isaiah. And I, I would normally speak for a minute before we dive in, but this is a really long chapter. We're looking at 30, what is it, 38 verses here in chapter 37. So what I want to do is I want to just get right into it. I want to read through chapter 37 and speak for just a minute about how God responds in, in justice for his people, how he delivers his people from harm, and how he responds to wickedness. So let's look at Isaiah starting in verse 37, or sorry, chapter 37, verse 1. When King Hezekiah heard this, pause, the, the this here is the message that Sennacherib had sent. So if you were with us yesterday, Sennacherib spoke to the people and said, surrender or die, your God cannot save you. Hezekiah heard this, back into the text, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and went into the temple of the Lord. He sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and the leading priests, all wearing sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what Hezekiah says. This day is a day of distress and rebuke and disgrace, as when children come to the moment of birth and there is no strength to deliver them. It may be that the Lord your God will hear the words of the field commander whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to ridicule the living God, and that he will rebuke him for the words the Lord your God has heard. Therefore pray for the remnant that still survives. When King Hezekiah's officials came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Tell your master, this is what the Lord says, Do not be afraid of what you have heard. Those words with which the underlings of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Listen, when he hears a certain report, I will make him want to return to his own country, and there I will have him cut down with the sword. When the field commander heard that the king of Assyria had left Lachish, he withdrew and found the king fighting against Libna. Now Sennacherib received a report that Tirhaka, the king of Cush, was marching out to fight against him. When he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah with this word. Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the God you depend on deceive you when he says Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Surely you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. Will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my predecessors deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar. Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? Where are the kings of Lair, Sepharvayim, Hina, and Eva? Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. And then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to all the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste all these peoples and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. 
because you have prayed to me concerning Sennacherib, king of Assyria, this is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers, you have ridiculed the Lord, and you have said, With many chariots, I have ascended the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down all its tallest cedars and the choices of its junipers. I have reached its remotest heights, the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in foreign lands and drunk there. With the soles of my feet, I have dried up all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard? Long ago, I ordained it. In days of old, I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. Their people drained of power, dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof, torched before it grows up. But I know where you are and when you come and go and how you rage against me. Because you rage against me and because your insolence has reached my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth and I will make you return by the way you came. This will be the sign for you, Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself, and the second year what springs from that. But in the third year, sow and reap. Plant vineyards and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant from the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David, my servant. Then the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god in Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Sherezer killed him with the sword, and they escaped to the land of Ararat. And Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. Sennacherib is fighting a war on many fronts. He's fighting the king of Cush. He's doing this and he's doing that. But he wants Jerusalem And he tells Hezekiah, I'm coming for you. And Hezekiah receives this letter from Sennacherib and he brings it before the Lord and he prays. He cries out and he says, what are we going to do? He has done this. He's destroyed all these kingdoms. He's done what he said he's going to do to us. He's done it before. He knows what he's doing. God, save us, help us. And God says, because you prayed to me, because you've prayed to me, I'll respond. It's remarkable. God answers Hezekiah's prayer. And he says that the reason he answers is because Hezekiah prayed. And he, he, he absolutely answers the call. He destroys the Assyrian army and then sometime later kills Sennacherib himself. God does this. He, he fights on behalf of Israel. He fights on behalf of his people. But he responds to prayer. You know, I think that we offer prayers to the Lord in a way that makes them easy to answer. I'm going to pray the small things. 
Hezekiah didn't have that luxury. He couldn't pray the small things. He was about to be destroyed. His people were about to be destroyed. And he came to the Lord and he said, here's this massive thing. I need your help. Would you respond? And God did. You know, we talk a lot about whether or not God answers prayers. Sometimes I wonder if it's not that he doesn't answer our prayer, but rather that we don't pray the big prayer, and so God does not respond. He responds to the prayers of his people. He has ordained this. Would we not pray to him? Would we not lift up the big things in our lives and say, Lord, answer my prayer. Help me. Cry out to the Lord, and he hears. He is not a God who is far off, but one who is drawn near to us in Christ and who is present with us by his Spirit. Would we be willing? to pray the big, the big prayers. Is there someone in your life who doesn't know Jesus and you've been praying, but you're just you're starting to wonder if he's ever going to hear or continue to pray, pound on the doors of heaven that God might respond in love, in mercy, in grace. Do not be afraid to ask God for the big things. There are no, there's no truth to the, to the saying that God has bigger things to deal with. No. No, God is God. He can deal with the big things and your life all at once. It's not too much for him. Pray the big prayer to him. See how he might respond. Oh God, give us faith to pray. To pray the big prayer. To ask you for the big things the same way Hezekiah did. As he was pressed in on all sides, he turned to you. He asked for help and you responded. God, would we not try and deal with the Sennacheribs in our own life and our own strength? But would we cry out to you as Hezekiah did? Would we lay out the letters they have written to us, the mocking, the hatred? Would we lay it all out before you and ask, God, save us, rescue us. Do this big thing that we need you to do on our behalf. God, there are many big things in this world. We cry from our own hearts. We spend the next few minutes, Lord, after this is done, we spend the next few minutes praying the big prayer that is on our heart. God, would you answer us in powerful, mighty ways? We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Take these next few minutes, brothers and sisters. Pray that big prayer. See how God might come through. Thank you so much for being here today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.